Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for May 28th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. What are the peaceful, restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips? And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. We are live two hours a day, six days a week. On the Sabbath, we rest. And you can listen to the broadcast 24-7 live and or on demand at libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, share the love. Speaking of lovingliberty.net, they got an incredible iPhone app. And an Android app so you can listen to live and on-demand radio, follow our Twitter feed, and a whole lot more free available at LovingLiberty.net or your favorite Apple uh, or iPhone or Apple store, whatever store, Android store, etc. Check all that out. It's free. Spread the word. Share the love, if you will. Donations, obviously, welcome and needed to help grow the broadcast at LibertyRoundTable.com and LovingLiberty.net. Now, if you go to LovingLiberty.net, we also have around-the-clock talk show hosts doing a phenomenal job. Kate Daly, C.L. Bryant. Beth Ann Schoenberg, many others, doing a phenomenal job. Uh, Tony Perkins over there at um, Washington Watch, just a bunch of great talk shows, great people doing great things. Brian, um, he's also uh, does a show called Loving Liberty. Brian Hyde doing a great job. We appreciate him. All of us standing for the sacred cause of liberty at lovingliberty.net. Now, quick recap of Friday's show. Of course, uh, I guess that Ramos, that's this guy, fired outside of the school for 12 minutes, and he was inside for over an hour before he was stopped, ladies and gentlemen. Absolute horrible response by law enforcement. And you say, Sam, the missteps make sense if you understand them. They did their best. I understand all that. I also understand, though, that the shooter entered through an unlocked door, and there was no armed school officer there whatsoever. Mitch McConnell now doubling down and urging the GOP to work with the Democrats on gun control legislation. See, shame on them all. These missteps all move towards gun control. Every one of them. And what they say is, oh, my gosh, we've got to get the hands out of the crazies. I'm sorry, we've got to get the guns out of the hands of the crazies. But wrong. What I mean is I don't want crazies to have guns either. But, ladies and gentlemen, I understand a simple reality check that, look, you are not going to get guns out of the hands of crazies because you don't know who the crazies are. Okay, you cannot create thought crimes. You cannot preempt crimes like that without stealing good people's rights because you never know when somebody's a good person and the facts just look bad versus whether it's really a bad person. You've got to be very, very careful. And our founding fathers leaned towards that innocence view that I'm talking about. People are innocent until proven You heard me. Proven guilty. That's critical to understand in the republic, ladies and gentlemen, different from all other nations. We look to God, not government, for solutions, and we understand people are innocent until proven guilty. And even though the facts may look strange, you got to be very careful to not jump to conclusions. 
And I'll give you an example to make the point. There's a lot of articles coming out right now about test takers in COVID where people are taking tests at home. And they have all kinds of ways to try to prevent people from cheating. You know, you got to take a photo of yourself and your ID. you got to do a 360 photo of your surroundings. You can't look down during tests. You can't da-da-da-da-da. And they have all these algorithms that watch you as you take tests to determine if the algorithms think you're cheating. Well, the big scandal now is the algorithms are saying all kinds of people are cheating when they're really not. Because the algorithms, because the technology that we have comes to false conclusions. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. That means this. No, it doesn't necessarily mean that. Uh, You don't know the reasons. You can't get into people's minds and people's thoughts. Anyway, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I want to highlight that's the problem we're facing. So then all the mainstream press reaches out and says, how do we stop this carnage? How do we, when will this ever stop? And they all look towards taking away innocent guns. Guns are innocent. They're neither good, good nor evil. It's all in the hands of the user. Okay, they can be a rape me not if you're a woman in trouble. They can be a stop the criminals if you're a good guy. So the answer is not less guns in our society. In fact, we had way more guns in our society in yesteryear. We had gun uh, clubs and everything else. Boys would drive to the school with their pickups and guns and be in the rack all the time. And it was never a problem. Why? Because people were tied to God, family, and country. And shooting somebody was the last thing on their mind. Okay, it's not the guns. It's the criminal activity and the mentality of the people. We've lost our tie to God, family, and country. We've doubled down in violent video games. We've got mental illness and psychotropic drugs uh, flowing through the veins of a significant number of our society. And we don't even discuss these things. I bring them up. They say I'm a kook. I digress. We all talked to Kurt Crosby yesterday. Discussion of all things liberty, localhoneyman.com. And we talked about this incredible speech from Elder David A. Bednar, an apostle with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He spoke on a variety of topics at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. And he talked about the basic purpose of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is to help people learn about the nature and the attributes of God, to become disciples of his son, Jesus Christ. We've got to change our hearts. We've got to understand that sometimes we need to be changed from the outside in. But more more often than not, we need to be changed from the inside out by following the principles of Almighty God. He also doubled down and talked about the shooting and said, we mourn with those who mourn. We stand with those who need comfort. I agree with all those things. But if you want to stop shootings, turn people to God, family, and country. Don't raise people on a steady diet of dysfunctional families and no God in their lives and no ties to anything important in terms of their heritage. Deny them all that. Put them on psychotropic drugs. Eventually, they'll be full of hate and confusion, and they'll act out in ways that are unpredictable. Second hour, we talked to our guest, Dr. Scott Bradley. FreedomsRisingSun.com is his website. And we talked about Memorial Day, originally known as Decoration Day. is a national holiday in the United States for morning U.S. Military personnel who have died sacrificing their lives for liberty. We talked about just war is rare. Indeed, sadly, we're a warlike people, easily distracted from our assignment, preparing for the coming of the Lord. Why are we a warlike people? And I submit to you because we don't tie people to our godly heritage and to our American heritage. We don't have strong families in America with a mother and a father, traditional families, marriage ordained of God, welcoming children, um, as a blessing we don't look at things that way we need to renounce war and proclaim peace ladies and gentlemen that's what we need to spend our time doing 
We also talked about an urgent inflation report by Ben Stein. Inflation's out of control, adding insult to injury for most households. We talked about more than 80% of the people in America are dissatisfied with the direction the U.S. is going. Only 16% said they're satisfied. Yeah, a serious problem in America. In a similar poll, the majority of Democrats believe children should be able to choose their own pronouns, ladies and gentlemen. And go listen to yesterday's show, Second Hour. I talked about the pronouns I'd like to describe myself with. Uh, is that going to be allowed? I doubt it. We also talked about the fact that the Clinton campaign manager was under oath in the Durham investigations. And Hillary personally approved Trump-Russia plot. So, you know what? If that's going on, that's election fraud right there. You say, what are you talking about, Sam? That was 2016. I know. But if you literally dogged Trump for years and years on these false allegations that were made up and Hillary signed on to it with her campaign, literally you have one campaign messing with another campaign's candidacy and eventually president being harassed by the same dishonest narrative approved by Hillary. Hillary should be in prison right now, folks. Time will tell what's going to happen with that. But lock her up. Donald lost his chance because he didn't have the guts to get it done, did he? Twitter shareholder lawsuit accuses Musk of market manipulation. I knew that was coming, and I predicted it, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, you cannot just deal with publicly traded companies and play games like that. You're announcing one thing while you're doing another. Hey, I have no intentions of buying Twitter, even though I'm now the greatest shareholder. Oh, I didn't announce my public shareholdership. Uh, my percentage of shareholder, uh, it violates a lot of not announced that within a certain time period. And then, oh, I guess I am going to buy the company. Oh, well, wait a minute. I'm going to buy the company for this much. They swallow a poison pill. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Okay, we're going to sell it to you. Wait a minute. I don't believe you have the proper uh, number of legitimate users. Many of them are fake. I can't buy it for as much as we talked about. Eventually, you're manipulating the price and manipulating the outcome of your own purchase on a publicly traded company. Uh, I doubt there'll be prosecution for this because they, they rarely prosecute these cases. But I'm telling you, it smacks of market manipulation. Either way, we'll keep an eye on that ball just for you. And that's a recap of the broadcast that took place yesterday. Man, we cover a lot of news on your radio, don't we? Spread the word, share the love, and donate today. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Without further ado, we'd like to welcome Mr. Chris Carlson to the broadcast. Welcome back, sir. Thank you, Sam. Without God, we cannot win. With God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. All right, before we get to our book review, sir, now it turns out that they documented a teacher propped open a door just a few minutes before the shooter entered that same door. Stephen McGraw, he's director of the Texas Department of Public Safety, is who's reporting this reality. A teacher literally propped open the door that the shooter went through just a minute or two before the shooter was uh, known. Could that be a coincidence? Could all this be by accident? And now their ultimate goal to push like never before, extreme levels of gun control. Uh, they pushed for it before, but never to this level, never this coordinated, never this in-your-face blatant. Chris responds to that. Then an incredible book review of This Nation Shall Endure in seconds on your radio.
The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at FreedomFactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. FreedomFactor.org. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the police are laying out a more detailed timeline on the shooting. 1127. A teacher props open a door. 1128. The shooter's car or truck crashes. And then he starts shooting, uh, eventually entering the school. Now, is it really possible, coincidentally, ladies and gentlemen, that a teacher props open a door a minute before this all goes down, and the shooter just happened to go through the same door that was propped open by the teacher? Something's wrong, Chris. I don't know what it is. I don't have proof. I'm just telling you, the more I hear about this thing, nothing makes sense except for to create a mass shooting with hysteria all over the nation and then to push for extreme gun control measures. There is no other way. Now they're blatantly admitting a teacher literally propped open a door literally three minutes before the shooter enters that same door. Is that really even possible by coincidence? Well, they have endless amounts of money to pay people off and to hire agents provocateurs, so it wouldn't surprise me. I know about the day after the shooting, Kate Daly was uh, exposing a lot of inconsistencies in the timeline and the school reporting to the parents that everything was all right when the shooter was supposed to have had started by that point. So, yeah, the, this this smells uh, to high heaven, Sam. And then the police stood outside for 12 minutes while the shooter was inside killing children. Did I did I get that right? Didn't you report that um, yesterday? Well, I reported that the, the shooter was outside with a gun waving it around, shooting at people near a funeral home and running around outside shooting for 12 minutes. Exactly who got there when is hard to say. And exactly when we say the police this, the police that, I don't know what the police means. And let me explain what I mean. 
There are cops that are school cops. There are police that's the police department. There's sheriffs that are sheriff's department. And there's Border Patrol, which is a Border Patrol department. Actually, it was a Border Patrol person that was actually called in who actually shot the uh, gunman. So I don't know what the police means is what I'm getting out of who arrived, when, where, how. Yeah. I don't know what departmental overlap or what. All I know is they're reporting that this man was outside for 12 minutes shooting before he ever even entered the school. Uh, and then he entered the school, and it took them well over an hour before they stopped him. Many of them were in the school. Many of them were at different places. Uh, people were outside begging the cops to go in, but there was already cops in the building. A couple of cops got grazed by bullets, we're told. So I don't really know enough of the narrative to really drill into that. But I'm telling you the idea that a teacher propped open the door, the same door that literally less than 10 minutes later, the shooter goes through. I don't know, but there's got to be a link or a tie. I just don't believe. I don't, I don't know how many doors are at the school. I don't know. But I'm saying the same door literally minutes later. I, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that teacher needs to be interrogated, but she probably won't, or he probably won't be. Yeah, this, you know, this uh, so that I have in Sam. There's some problem with it. I don't want to spend the whole day on it, but I do want to highlight that new fact that just got documented. Other people speculated it, but now uh, this official, Stephen McCraw, director of the Texas Department of Public Safety, uh, is who is highlighting that reality uh, now, not me. It's in all the news organizations, so I'm assuming it's a legitimate quote at this point. All right, we got a book review to do, Mr. Chris Carlson. Book review, <laughs> This said. Nation Shall Endure, written by Ezra yeah. Taft Benson. It's an incredible book, and I refer to it literally every day on the program because I do believe we've got trouble in America for sure. Uh, but you know what? In the end, we're on God's side. In the end, this nation will endure. Ladies and gentlemen, religious freedom cannot prosper where political freedom does not exist. For man to exercise fully the agency that God has granted to him, we need to understand that we must protect our God-given rights. Our God-given natural rights must be recognized and protected. Chris? Yeah, and we've got the glorious standards of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution to look for. Uh, for instruction and hope and direction. Uh, unfortunately, most of our politicians are turning their backs and ignoring those documents. But uh, Ezra Tav Benson, so let's, let's tell you who Ezra Tav Benson is. You probably heard him mentioned on this station a lot. He was the Secretary of Agriculture in the 1950s under the, the Dwight D. Eisenhower administration. He was also the leader of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in the 80s and 90s. But a very wise man, very prolific, and very outspoken in terms of politics throughout the 60s, 70s, and not so much in the 80s because he was the leader of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints at that time. But he, he, was, uh, he did have a little peek inside the workings of government during the 1950s. In fact, he was the one who pointed out to President Eisenhower that Fidel Castro was a communist when everybody else in the media – and in Washington, D.C., was, was calling him the second George Washington, or the George Washington uh, for the nation of Cuba. And he knew that um, Fidel Castro was a communist and tried to warn the State Department, but of course, the State Department, they're communist anyway by that time. Anyway, that's a little bit of, of a background. And he talks about our heritage. He talks about, of course, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, but he goes even further back. He goes back to our English heritage. 
because as you know, Sam, most of our founding fathers um, would be able to trace their roots back to Great Britain. Uh, and he talks about the, the Great Charter or the Magna Carta from 1215 uh, and the English Petition of Rights of 1628 and the English Bill of Rights of 1689. So they knew even before they drafted those American documents, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, that man has rights not granted by government, but granted to us by God. And it doesn't matter if you're in America or in Russia or Cuba or wherever you may live, those rights are universal, you know, to all mankind. But unfortunately, they're not up, upheld, and they're not even upheld in America where they should be today. And that's why we're experiencing the problems that we are. And we're not acknowledging the source of those rights, the Second Amendment right, like you just talked about and like you talked about extensively yesterday. You know, um, if, if we had – if more people exercised those rights, we wouldn't have these school shoot, shootings. And you pointed out, and um, we were going to get to this later anyway – the fact that the, the problems that we are experiencing, Sam, they are not political problems. They're not a lack of gun control. And you proved that yesterday, and I'm going to reiterate it, by the fact that during the, the 70s and 80s, the time that we grew up, school shootings were unheard of. Yet guns in public places were much more ubiquitous. For example, I used to carry my gun uh, through, through the little town where I lived, out going hunting for squirrels or rabbits or pheasants or raccoons. Nobody thought anything of it. If I did that today, I'd be thrown in jail. They would think that I was a terrorist. But we didn't have school shootings like we have today. And the problem isn't because of lack of gun control. The problem is civility and the keeping of God's commandments and strong families. There's one we're going to talk about, strong families, because of Ezra Taft Benson talks about there are four criteria for a strong nation. Uh, well, let's go ahead and, and, and talk about the, those four criterias to uh, maintain a strong country. Okay? And we'll get to families in a minute. A faith in God and a universal brotherhood of all mankind. And he says in, in his 1979 book, There is a God in heaven who is the sovereign power of the universe, and we are his literal offspring. He has endowed us with inalienable rights, among which are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This he has implanted in the human breast. Okay, and I, I comment that this is why our founding fathers were so willing to sacrifice their all for the cause of freedom. They were not only uh, doing it for themselves, but Sam, they were doing it for their posterity and hopefully for the rest of the world to be inspired by. And a lot of countries have been inspired by our Constitution. And in the book, Ezra Taft Benson points out, that almost all of the constitutions that have been implemented in South and Central America and Mexico were a, a pattern on our own constitution. Unfortunately, I don't think they achieved the, the level of freedom and prosperity that we have here in America. Anyway, I go on to say I couldn't, um, I couldn't be a slave if I wanted to. I would rather sacrifice my life like our founding fathers did. At least they were willing to. Nine of them actually uh, – of the signers of the Declaration of Independence actually lost their lives uh, as a result of having signed that document. Okay, but I would rather sacrifice my life in an effort to overthrow tyranny. Why? Because I believe the following statement made by one of the leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now I'm going to read a quote by H. Verlin Anderson, and this is a super powerful quote. Sam, are you sitting down? And, yes, and sir. Do you know who H. 
you know who H. Verlin Anderson is, right? I yes, mean, of course. In fact, to, to a little quick story for you to understand. My good friend Hans Anderson, uh, who's an accountant on several of the boards that I sit on and projects that I'm on, uh, Hans Verlin Anderson, uh, who's alive now and a good friend of mine this very day, uh, it's his father. Yes. I've met, I met him. He's a great man, a chip off the old block. But but Averlyn Anderson has ties to us and our children, Sam. You know how? We'll talk about it in seconds, ladies and gentlemen, on the other side of this pause. You are listening to Chris Carlson and Sam Bushman breaking down a book review of the incredible book written in 1979 by Ezra Benson called This Nation Shall Endure. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Claiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. There is outrage in Texas after authorities admit they made a mistake during the Uvalde school shooting. Parents of the 19 children who were killed at Robb Elementary School found out police waited for reinforcements before entering the classroom where the gunman had opened fire. DPS Director Steve McGraw saying it was the wrong decision to wait and not breach the classroom door. McGraw admitted they were getting 911 calls for help as officers waited for their backup. Four children are among the dead after a house explodes near Philadelphia. The explosion happening Thursday night in Pottstown and leveled at least two houses while damaging several others. Residents in the area have raised questions about a possible gas leak causing the explosion, but no official cause has been determined. USA Radio News. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-9336. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-9336. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-9336. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-9336. 800-444-9336. Speaking at the NRA convention in Houston on Friday, former President Trump rejected calls for new gun laws following the Texas school shooting. More than 39 million people are expected to travel this Memorial Day weekend. Many of those will be by air, where Hopper consumer travel expert Lindsay Schwimmer says fares are up 30% from two years ago. We've seen jet fuel prices risen dramatically in the past six months, and that's having a contribution on overall airfare prices. The vast majority of travelers, some 35 million, will be on the roads, a predicted 8% increase over 2021. What is the history and meaning behind Memorial Day? In 1971, Memorial Day became a national holiday by an act of Congress.
Congress. It's now recognized annually on the last Monday in May. Memorial Day's purpose is to honor military members who have died. Lance Pry from the West Coast USA Radio Newsroom, USA Radio News. This nation shall endure, written in 1979 by Ezra Taft Benson, is an incredible book highlighting confidence in this nation, ladies and gentlemen. Religious freedom cannot prosper where religious freedom does not exist. That's something that you got to really understand, ladies and gentlemen. That's why those of you who want us to not talk about religion or politics, you'll lose your nation if you don't stand up for the culture wars, the bottom line. But God wins. God has his hand on this nation. And this nation, ladies and gentlemen, understand there's both a blessing and a curse upon this land, is how Ezra Tapp Benson highlights this reality. Uh, Chris? Yeah, and this notion of a, a wall of separation between church and state is completely and totally bogus and taken completely and totally out of context from what uh, Thomas Jefferson wrote. What he meant is the government shouldn't meddle in the affairs of religion. But what we've interpreted it to be today, Sam, as you know, is you don't inject uh, spiritual or moral or religious principles into politics, which we're doing, and we're seeing the consequences thereof. Our, our nation is literally crumbling before us. But anyway, so so we, we were talking about H. Verlin Anderson, and I'm surprised that you didn't know the connection between H. Verlin Anderson and the school that our children go to. He was the founder thereof back in 1970, and he was also a leader in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But I don't mean to go too far afield on this tangent. So he, he made the following statement, Sam, and tell me if you agree with this or not. He said, the amount of freedom we shall have in the next life, that is in heaven, will depend upon the political choices we make here in mortality, just as the amount of freedom we have in mortality was determined by the decisions we made about free agency in the pre-earth life. Would you concur with that, Sam? Absolutely. Yes, indeed. I do believe that, uh, you know, when we think about our spirits, uh, uh, souls, if you will, we are the offspring of God, says the Bible. We are literally his sons and daughters in spirit, and I believe our spirits are eternal. So we lived with our Father in heaven before we came to this earth, and we uh, followed him and were obedient to him. And as such, we're blessed in this life as a result of our uh, life with him in what I would coin the pre-existence. Uh, so it is true that as we build on our agency, choosing right, choosing God over evil or wrong or Satan, as we choose right and good, we are blessed for those choices. God blesses us when we're obedient to his plan, to his commandments. Uh, and therefore, I believe as we die, I don't believe we're just dead forever. Uh, I believe that we rise from our slumber because of the gift from Jesus Christ. He was able to conquer death in his great resurrection, and thus we receive that gift uh, from Jesus Christ to live again, the great resurrection for us all. Consequently, when we are resurrected and our body and spirit are united together, I do believe we will have blessings for how we behave in this life in terms of our agency, how we act, how we think. Uh, and, And so that has political um, ramifications, or I would say moral ramifications uh, as well. So no doubt that's an eternal truism, Chris. Yeah, and the, the more diligent we are in this life, and the, the more uh, sacrifices we make and more uh, effort we, we put forth to uphold those principles of liberty and freedom and prosperity, 
I think our reward will be commensurate to those decisions. That's why you and I, Sam, we are so adamant about upholding those principles and, you know, making the, on my part, a very small sacrifice, but on your part, a huge sacrifice uh, to to spread this uh, message to the people that listen to your radio station. So, yeah, so that... um, that is a realism that that is why and my wife and i had this discussion last night that is why i am involved with politics i think that it's just as important that we choose uh good honest and faithful leaders as as anything else we can do uh to fulfill our commitment to the gospel of jesus christ so that's number one a faith in god and a universal brotherhood of mankind is an essential element for a strong nation number two he says strong homes and family ties do you believe that strong homes and family ties are important to having a strong nation sam without a doubt there's no way to avoid the reality check here look you cannot do your duty and be an idle spectator ladies and gentlemen it is not possible no no and he goes on to say the home is the rock foundation the cornerstone of civilization not only of a nation, Sam, but of civilization, civilization as a whole. No nation will rise above its homes, and no nation will long endure when the family unit is weakened and destroyed. And we see that happening on a day-to-day basis with transgenderism, homosexuality, uh, promiscuity, um, <clears throat> the taking of the sacred procreative power in vain and casually, uh, it is rampant, all, and it was when we were kids, but now it's even worse. We've got these gross perversions of that sacred procreative power being used uh, and exhibited on TV ubiquitously throughout society. It's become a thing of, of conversation. They're teaching you know, kindergarten kids about their sexuality. We never even dreamed that that would happen when we were young. So we've got that perversion that is undermining the foundation of society, which is a a strong family and a strong strong homes. Did you want to comment on that before we move on to number three, the third element in a strong nation? I just want to comment, ladies and gentlemen, that family is the fundamental unit of society. Our nation will only be as strong as the families that that nation represents. Okay, so that's why it's God, family, and country in that order, ladies and gentlemen. Family is God's ordained institution on the earth. So as we have a relationship with God, then as we work in our families to educate, to train, to love, to support, to encourage, to all these different things that the family can do so well at, that's God's organization, the family, ladies and gentlemen. And the nation reflects the families. So when you see troubles in the nation, you know there's troubles in the family. I highlight that so much because I believe, again, that's our great defense that we're not focusing on for solutions, and we need to be. Uh, Chris, go ahead, sir. Yeah, and and that's something we can do something about in our own families. And, you know, I'm able to do it on a day-to-day basis. Okay, number three, a political climate and governmental system that protects man's inalienable rights. Okay, and President Vince, and I call him president because he was the president of the church at one time, If we accept the premise that human rights are granted by government, then we must be willing to accept the corollary that they can be denied by government. I, for one, shall never accept that premise, close quote, and I concur. Amen to that. Our rights, and you've said this uh, numerous times over your broadcast, Sam, 
Our rights don't come from government. We don't have to wait for a bill to be passed or for an executive order to be um, created by the president in order to exercise our rights. All of them are embodied, not all of them, but many of them are embodied in the Bill of Rights. We can look at those. And as states, as state governments, and even as individuals, Sam, we can nullify any laws that violate those God-given rights that we have been given as an heritage of the fact that we are children of God. We don't need to wait for government's permission on that. And we talked about um, our Second Amendment right and how uh, limiting that right is not going to stop these school shootings. In fact, it will probably result in increased violence in the schools because the, the fewer guns that are in the hands of the good guys, as you say, Sam, uh, the more emboldened the criminals will become. And this is a satanic agenda to get the guns out of the hands of the good guys. And once we, we if, if we're able, if the government was ever, ever able to accomplish that objective, and believe you me, Sam, that is exactly what they're trying to accomplish with these, in some cases, manufactured school shootings and other shootings, um, you know, our time will be extremely limited as far as how many rights and privileges we'll be able to enjoy. Uh, that will be the beginning of the end of this nation. So when we say this nation shall endure, let's be very clear. It's because we have a trust in God over government. It's because we have a trust in and the faith about the people. There are enough people in modern times who are willing to obey God's commandments and who are willing to repent, who believe that the threat at the door is immorality. Morality, turning to God, acknowledging his hand in our lives, in our families, and his country uh, are really the key here. I bring that all up because I know things look dark. Uh, Really, our choices, though, as a nation relate directly to how difficult or how peaceful it will be before the Savior returns. So we're waiting for Jesus Christ to return. How brutal will it be? How much tyranny will they lord over us? Uh, before Jesus Christ comes. That all depends on we and our actions. Okay, we live in a land choice above all other lands today, ladies and gentlemen. And so the question is, where are our founding fathers today? It's a critical question. Why don't we have leaders today like we had yesteryear? Okay, history does repeat itself. You got to understand that. And as it does, hey, they had dark times then. King George was lording over them. Uh, We've got the same scenario today, Chris. Yeah, you talked about our founding fathers and, you know, how no, noble and righteous examples they are. And a lot, of, and I hear a lot of people, and, and you hit upon it just now, Sam, you know, where are the George Washingtons? Where are the Thomas Jeffersons today? And I say that they are here, and we'll talk about that on the other side of the break. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. We do book reviews. We double down on the news. It's all about how to promote God, family, and country, and all about how to protect life, liberty, and property in the traditions of our founding fathers. An incredible legacy to carry forward, ladies and gentlemen. And we celebrate those opportunities before us on this incredible Memorial Day. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. 
Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. In Message 1, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8.44, gave the left evil, spiritual power the more they used the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him, the beast, his power. Revelation 13.2 The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1. That behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note 2. Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present day end-time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the Kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. Ladies and gentlemen, you as a citizen cannot do your duty to the greatest country on the face of the earth, our republic, by being a spectator. Not possible, ladies and gentlemen. That's Ezra Tap Benson saying that. But really, where are the founding fathers of today, Chris? You know, I've often heard people ask that question rhetorically, Sam. You know, where are the George Washingtons, the Daniel Morgans, the Ethan Allens, or other great uh, generals? who they had back then. Well, that was we had a righteous nation back then, and those people were upheld, and those people were wrote about in the newspapers. But the only ones we seem to, to read about in the newspapers or hear about in the mainstream media are the Benedict Arnolds. But they don't present them as Benedict Arnolds, do they? <laughs> you know, you know they're, they're, are, they're better than Hillary or they're better than Biden. You know, so, so that seems to qualify them as modern day founding fathers. Well, I don't buy that. You know, my standards are much higher than, you know, they're the lesser of the two evils. My response to that is that you are listening to two of them every time Sam has a guest on the air. Or when Sam is broadcasting alone, you're listening to one of them. Sam, you and I are modern day founding fathers. Now, I don't say that because I think that I'm, be- I'm is just as good as those. I've got a long ways to go be, be- before I become um, a Thomas Jefferson or a George Washington. But you have to recognize that 90% of the media is controlled by six corrupt organizations. Uh, and they're never going to present uh, a modern-day George Washington or a modern-day Ethan Allen on the mainstream media. So if you're looking there, you're looking in the wrong place. We can be, however, founding fathers in our communities. And we've talked about the um, information campaign that I've launched here in my neighborhood because at least I can control, uh, to a degree, the, the ability to educate people in my own neighborhood. And that's, that's the end. And, of course, I'm on the radio every week. That helps, too, for people to listen. But, you know, we don't have a huge audience like Sean Hannity or Rush Limbaugh used to have. But we can be founding fathers in our own rights in our communities where we can reach people, where we can have uh, conversations one-on-one. And if we have our food storage, we can make it through the perilous times that we're about to go through and hopefully come out the other end and rebuild this nation. 
And uh, let's be very clear. We don't have as big an audience as some of those other talk show hosts. Um, maybe that's true. But you know what? We're not seeking that group either. To us, it's not about becoming a rock star, uh, becoming famous, uh, becoming a household name. It's not about that because in order to do that, to become that, you have to jettison uh, the fundamental principles and the clarion call for civility and morality that it takes. Okay? You cannot get in that position in modern society today with that kind of direct message. Okay? And so we're not seeking for that huge crowd. What we're seeking for is Americans who truly want to make a difference. We are seeking for Americans who understand that, look, we live in a land choice above all other lands. We're seeking for founding fathers today, those who will embrace the principles, those who will turn to God with faith, turn their faith into action through repentance, those who will seek God's face, those who will obey his commandments, those who will be covenant people, ladies and gentlemen. Understand we have been recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. And we have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We are growing in numbers in wealth and power in many, many ways. But sadly in America, we've forgotten God. And we think that our prosperity and we think that our effort are because of our own hands. Ladies and gentlemen, boy, are we mistaken in that reality check. We must remember our God, okay? We have forgotten the gracious hand that preserves us. In the deceitfulness of our hearts, we think it's all because of our own efforts. It's not true. And so we need to understand that we have a duty to uphold what our founding fathers gave us. How serious is our responsibility to uphold the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, and preserve what our founding fathers gave us? Look, unless we as citizens of this nation, ladies and gentlemen, forsake our sins, political and otherwise, and return to the fundamental principles of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and literally turning to God as a repentant society, Christianity, constitutional government, everything we have will be in jeopardy, Chris. Including our eternal salvation, Sam, and that may be a new one to some of your listeners because of this notion of the wall of separation. You know, politics is politics, religion is religion. No, they must be merged. They must be one and the same. Because if our politics are not based on morality and religion, what are they based on? Right now, they're based on Satanism. Everything being promoted in government today, in the majority, and I'm including the Republicans, is based on Satan's plan for us, which is slavery and bondage. So, yeah, our salvation is literally, it literally hinges on whether or not we will uphold those divine principles embodied in the Declaration of Independence, embodied in the Constitution, embodied in the Bill of Rights today. If we don't uphold those principles, um, you know, and I'm not God, so I'm not going to predict what's going to happen to you, but I don't want to find out the hard way that I should have done that. So I am diligently seeking to uphold those principles in the, the tiny little sphere of influence that I'm operating in today, whether that be just a handful of neighbors, or friends and family, or, you know, if I ever be, be, get on a bigger stage like you, I can, I guess I am today, so I shouldn't be saying that. Yeah, let, let's anyway. think of it this way. By small things, does God accomplish great things? Let's be very clear and trust in him for that. My efforts may be tiny. I may not be worthy to sit with the founding fathers, but I can certainly do my very best to help this nation endure by following and being obedient to the principles of 
our Constitution. Now, we need to talk about a J. Reuben Clark quote, Chris, because I think it highlights one of the fundamental realities of the book. I highlighted in this nation challenger, hey, how bad will it be before the Savior comes? That depends on our agency and how much we defend the supreme law of our land. But J. Reuben Clark goes further, Chris. Yes, he says, I say to you that the price of liberty is and always has been blood, human blood. And if our liberties are lost, we shall never regain them except at the price of blood. They must not be lost, Sam. And, um, yeah, we now, let's be clear. That we're not blood. calling for blood. We're just t- telling no. you a reality uh, on the ground as mortals. You lose your liberties. Only blood can bring those liberties back. Our efforts are to not lose those liberties in the first place, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we're on the radio. That's why I've been on the radio for more than 25 years. Two hours a day, six days a week for years. Before that, it was three hours a day, um, five days a week. I've been on the radio literally thousands and thousands and thousands of hours, primarily to say to you, ladies and gentlemen, look, the Constitution of the United States of America is a sacred document. Okay, it's akin to the revelations of God. God has put his stamp of approval on the Constitution and on the United States, writes Ezra Taft Benson. Look, we have a serious duty, ladies and gentlemen. The price of liberty has always been blood. I pray we could peacefully not have to shed that blood. If we don't lose the liberties in the first place, we don't need blood to bring them back. Okay, and so our efforts are peaceful. Let's be very, very clear. But let's also be clear. Once we lose those liberties, it is impossible to get them back without the price of blood. That's a fundamental principle that we cannot we must not ignore if we do so it's at our peril chris yes we, we, we and, and i'm a very peaceful individual and as, as are you sam we don't want to resort to that uh a lot of people think that we may have to and if so so be it you know i'm willing as our founding fathers as i said of the 56 signers of the declaration of independence sam nine of them ended up losing their lives earlier than they would have lost them had they not signed that document and they all would have hung if uh, Great Britain had won the war. But fortunately for them, uh, you know, God preserved their lives and he had a, a purpose for this country and he will continue to have a purpose for this country. And I believe that there, if there is a handful of patriots left in this country, uh, the Lord will continue to preserve it through his miraculous means. And a lot of people think that, uh, you know, our goose is cooked at this point. You know, there's no way that we can overcome the power of our enemies. They have the printing presses. They have the media. They have the entertainment industry. They have the government. No, 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 no. God is more powerful than all of them. And when we unite with God, we find ourselves on the right side of history. And I'm willing to make that sacrifice if needs be. But I'm not going to go off to Washington, D.C. and protest there. You know, that that place is gone. Our solution is not going to – and Ezra Tapp Benson has mentioned that in, in his writings over and over – that Washington is not going to solve our problems. We, we've discovered that. Uh, we we'll got to talk about. The- we got to talk about one more principle before the end of the hour. I don't mean to cut you off, Chris, but I want yes, to make sure no we problem. get this. Um, Ezra Tapp Benson also wrote a book called "An Enemy Hath Done This." Yep, it's I a read that book uh, kindred too. book to "This Nation Shall Endure," uh, and so he highlights in this book one final principle that relates to the "An Enemy Hath Done This." Uh, that's betrayers from the inside is the summation of the book, but you ought to go read it. But betrayers from the inside are, are the problem. We will never be destroyed from outside, but from inside by those who betray us. But he also has a section in This Nation Shall Endure that says this. The enemy within the gate. 
and you got to really highlight this because I think that's a core thrust of the book, Chris. Yeah, sorry about that background noise. Um, say that again. All right, ladies uh, and gentlemen, the, the enemy within the gate, ladies and gentlemen, is a fundamental principle of the book, This Nation Shall Endure, that cannot be overlooked. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the enemy within the gate, and that's our major problem. We, we in fact, um, one of our presidents, uh, Abraham Lincoln, mentioned that if we are ever conquered, it will be from within. Uh, our enemies within the gate, you know, our own leaders, our, uh, our, our own neighbors in some cases are, are a more formidable enemy than, than those without the gate. There, there are a lot of countries that would like to conquer America, but they know that they can't until we become sufficiently weakened. We're our own worst enemies. Look at, look at how much disagreement there is amongst ourselves on issues like the Second Amendment, like transgenderism, um, like the overreach of federal authority into the states. All of these things are dividing us. And once we become, we become sufficiently divided, uh, we will sufficiently weaken ourselves to the point where a China, where a Russia, where a foreign nation can come in and conquer us easily. So we need to work on uniting ourselves. And, you know, that may require a civil war. I, again, I don't want it to get we to that point. We pray it does not happen. Now, yeah. George Washington highlighted two fundamental realities, the two great supports, morality and religion for the nation. Ezra Tapp Benson also teaches not only will there be betrayers within the gates, betrayers uh, who destroy our liberty from the inside, but he also highlights the enemy within the gate really is immorality. Okay, we have got to be a moral people, a, re, a faith-filled, repentant people before God. Faith precedes the miracle. If we have faith, God can do miracles among us. Uh, and if we repent, then we're clean before God, uh, doing what he asks us to do. Therefore, we qualify for his blessings. Okay, blessings are yeah. predicated on obedience to the commandments of God. Okay, we're taught this over and over. Is it because of us? No, it's because of God, but we are asked by God to be obedient. He leaves the choice to us, but if we're obedient, then we receive blessings. There's, there's eternal principles, and when you obey principles, blessings are the result of obedience to those principles. Obedience is one of the first laws of heaven that you need to understand. So anyway, the enemy within is betrayers, but it's also immorality. We have got to get a handle on this culture war, ladies and gentlemen. And if we do, hopefully we could prevent blood from being the next component to bring back liberties. That's our quest. That's our goal. That's why we state this nation shall endure. Chris, final words yours, sir. Yes, without God, we cannot win, Sam. With God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson and liberty-loving patriots everywhere continuing our duty, sir. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. 
All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, continues live. This is Saturday, May 28th in the year of our Lord, 2022, hour two of two, and we are live for Memorial Day weekend. We've got Chris Carlson with me. He's staying the second hour. He's developing his sea legs for radio and doing a phenomenal job as such. The whole goal to promote God, family, and country and to protect life, liberty, and property and to do so in the traditions of our founding fathers. That's our eternal quest, ladies and gentlemen, and we're all about it. We're talking about this incredible book, a faith-filled book, a book full of hope, a book full of solutions. This Nation Shall Endure was written by Ezra Taft Benson, and it came out in the 70s. Some say 79, but there's paperback versions from 77, uh, so it's a mid-70s book. But listen, this book is incredible, and this book presents a fervent plea in defense of man's God-given rights. It's a challenge to all Americans to overcome their complacency about America's continued prosperity and our own role or their own role, if you role, if you will, in her destiny. That's the the point of the book. So uh, we covered a lot of the principles in the book last hour, a lot of the fundamental realities about the supreme law, of the land, the Constitution. Uh, it highlights the Magna Carta the quintessential document for liberty, right on forward to improvements to that document all the way in preparation for um, the creation of the United States of America, uh, really focusing on the restoration of all things. Uh, and he highlights this reality very well and our role uh, very well. But I want to talk fundamentally about some some things that Ezra Tapp Benson uh, intimates in the book, but he may not have specifically highlights uh, as clearly as I might right now. And that is <clears throat> who we are. We've got godly heritage, ladies and gentlemen. We're truly the offspring of God Almighty. We're his sons and daughters. And as such, we are born and have the opportunity to live in and blessed by our founding father's sacrifice. On the shoulders of that sacrifice do we stand. And a duty comes along with those tremendous blessings. Uh, that's what we need to focus on now, Chris, because that relates directly to you and me and our responsibility, sir. Of God, and as such, we have great potential, Sam, and great obligations and great responsibilities. And for those of us like you and me, Sam, who have been blessed enough to live in a relatively free country and have had access to that information that maybe even people in this country have not had access to, we need to let other people know who they are because we're all spiritual offspring of God and we have this great heritage. And like, like we talked about last hour, we need to be engaged in the upholding of those principles and the furthering of those principles, no matter how hostile the environment seems in which we are trying to uh, promote those principles, we need to continue to do so and, and spread the word. And that's how I think we're going to get through this, because if there's a remnant that is worthy to be saved in this country and to continue its prosperity and to continue its freedom and to continue its heritage, because we have a rich heritage and that heritage is, is worthy enough to uphold, you know, all the, the sacrifices that our founding fathers made. Let's not make those sacrifices in vain for future prosperity, excuse me, posterity. Let's continue that. And the Constitution will 
as some people have prophesied, hang by a thread, and I think we're seeing that right now. But it, this nation shall endure, and those principles shall endure. And God's grace shining down upon us will endure if we but endure these perilous times in which we find ourselves. So we have a grave responsibility as those who are in the know, Sam, to spread the word and to make whatever sacrifices are necessary. And like I said, you're doing a thousand times more than I am. I'm, I'm hoping to do more in the future as I'm able. But we need to spread this word and let people know of their divine heritage because we are children of God and God wants us to be obedient to those principles, to his commandments, so that we can be blessed. And he can only do that. He, there's one thing that God cannot, cannot do. He cannot force people. If he, if he forced people to be good and to be obedient to his commandments, he would cease to be God. That's one thing that he cannot do. You can say that's a limitation, but that's actually a divine principle. He will not force anybody to be obedient to him. So that's up to us. But when we are obedient, he can show us miracles in our lives. And I think we're going to see some. The founding fathers saw them. They weren't supposed to win the Revolutionary War, Sam, if you'll recall. They went up against the greatest military force in the world at that time with the greatest navy and the most disciplined armies, yet they come off, came off conquerors. And it's because they, well, one, they persisted. They, they never gave up the struggle because they knew the struggle was worth uh, sacrificing whatever it required. And in many cases, like I pointed out, nine of the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence lost their lives as a result of having signed that document. And then uh, innumerable uh, unknown patriots at that time lost their lives. Um, so we, we need to make sure that their sacrifice uh, does not go in vain by doing whatever we can, our part, to uphold those principles, and then God will do the rest. God will show us miracles. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to highlight a fundamental principle here. And I want to use a parable of the Savior Jesus Christ to make my point. Uh, the Savior, while he was alive, taught this parable of workers in the field. Some came early and worked all day. Some came later, worked part of the day. Some came in the afternoon and barely worked. They all got the same amount of money. When critics complained and said that isn't fair, the statement was made, look, who's in control here? The owner of the field decides it's his money, it's his choice, he can do whatever he wants. And I use that to highlight this contest that we're in regarding liberty and tyranny. We advocate for liberty. There are enemies amongst us, enemies from within, uh, who are for tyranny. The contest continues, but the laborers are in the field. What is at stake? Your agency, my fellow Americans, and your liberty related to that agency. You exercise your agency according to the guidelines and commandments of God, and you'll have blessings and liberty. Use your agency wrongly, and tyranny and, and, and tragedy will be the result. Well, in this contest, it doesn't matter when you come to the table or how you come to the table. The Lord brings us all to the table in his own way and in his own time. So just because I've been at this for 25-plus years, uh, and I've worked at it for hours and hours on end, that doesn't make me any kind of a hero, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just a worker in the field. Uh, the guys that come later and the people that come very late in the game— uh, receive the same blessings as I do. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about God, the author of our liberty, and he rewards us for our efforts in that cause, in that quest. 
All right. So let's think of it a little bit in this parable idea that, you know what, we're not here to debate who does more or less for liberty. You know, compared to the George Washingtons, I haven't done very much. Okay, I sit home with my wife every day. My favorite place to be. George was literally on the battlefield away from his wife most days. I don't find the two comparable personally. But I'm not here to compare myself to George or to anybody else. I'm here to do what my call to do is. I am called to this work, and I'll deliver to the best of my ability. And I'll stand before God with clean hands and hopefully a humble heart uh, to, to say, look, Lord, I've done my very best, and I hope my efforts are worthy. I hope my uh, diligence is, um, you know, enough. Uh, and so I bring this all up, Chris, because it isn't about me or you or uh, time in the field or this or that. Or uh, It's about what we're given. What do we do with it? I may have a very few talents compared to a lot of people, but if I prosper those talents, the Lord's pleased with me. That's my goal. That's who I am. That's what I want to do. And that's what I want to encourage others to do. And I don't really want credit. What I really want to do is live with my Father in heaven uh, someday and my Savior Jesus Christ someday. And those around me who I love, my family and friends, I want them to be with me. And, and so that's what drives me. It isn't uh, accolades on this earth. It isn't fame or fortune. I have neither. Don't care. Not interested. But I have my family. I have my loved ones around me. And I have my quest for liberty rooted in my heart so deeply uh, that I'm absolutely on it to defend it, to protect it, to promote it, to preserve it, whatever words I can find to articulate it and to encourage everyone around the world to do the same, to understand the blessings and where they come from, to understand what we need to do in relation to them, etc. And when we think about God save the republic, and when we think about this nation shall endure, hopefully it points us in the right direction. Remember Ezra Taft Benson's whole book, this whole book, this book review we're doing now, this nation shall endure written by Ezra Taft Benson prevent or presents a fervent plea in defense of men's God-given rights and a challenge to all Americans to overcome their complacency and then to understand about America's continued prosperity and our relation thereto. What difference can we make in the outcome? And I submit to you that each person's difference can be magnified by God as we do what he asks us to do. So when you come to the table, I submit to you based on that parable and based on the teachings of Jesus Christ, mattereth not, Chris. What matters is what we do when we have the opportunity. Yes. And uh, another parable comes to mind. That was a wonderful analogy. I appreciate that, Sam. But another parable that comes to mind is the parable of the talents. Hold on. We'll talk about it in seconds, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Carlson, you're going to talk about talents and no doubt. What do we do with them is the real question I'm going to ask going into the break. Chris will double down out of the break in seconds. You are listening on an incredible Memorial Day weekend where we're supposed to look back in reverence and gratitude as we look forward to carry forward their sacrifice and legacy. We do it all right here on Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. 
Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Carlson. We're talking about this book called This Nation Shall Endure. And we're talking about our responsibilities, and I highlighted the parable of the workers in the field and our relationship to liberty. Come one, come all. You'll be blessed for your efforts no matter when you get in. Your efforts are what matters, and the Lord can prosper those efforts. And uh, Chris was mentioning uh, another parable according to your talents. Chris? So in the parable of the talents in the New Testament, Sam, as you'll recall, that there were three servants, and one was given one talent, one was given two talents, the other was given three. The ones that were given uh, three and five talents, respectively, were faithful, and they invested those talents in a way that produced uh, double what they were given. You know, but the unfaithful one uh, buried it, and it didn't produce anything. So I guess the, the moral of that story is that what we're given, we use to advance the Lord's kingdom. And you, you've been given, in my estimation, you've been given a lot more talent and obviously more time on the radio. But I won't be judged any uh, more severely if, or any less severely, for, for that matter, uh, if, if I am faithful with the talent that I've been given, which is about two hours a week, it looks like now. Uh, what we're given, we need to use. But if we, if we bury our talent and don't use it at all and say, well, there's nothing I can do, well, then we are condemned. So we need to use the time and talents and whatever resources God has given us to advance his kingdom to whatever degree we can. And don't worry about the other guy. If I compared myself to you all the time, Sam, I would be depressed <laughs> because obviously you've given a lot more as far as time is concerned and energies. But, you know, so I, I think we, we can do what we can do and we don't worry about what we can't do. Ladies and gentlemen, that's one of the things to understand. And, you know, some people's talents are readily apparent. I want to make this very clear as well. Some people's talents are readily apparent. You know, when I get on the radio and I've got the gift of gab and stuff, it's pretty easy to think, wow, you know, Sam, you've really got a talent that can be used for liberty. 
And, and I understand that, and I appreciate that. But look, other people have talents to sing. And when I hear some of the people sing, I just go, wow, I wish I could sing like that. That's incredible. I don't covet them, but I do uh, really acknowledge their talent and think what a wonderful blessing, a gift to the world it is if used right. Remember, we can use our talents for much good or much evil. It all depends on, you know, how we use them. Uh, I bring that up because a lot of people have talents that may not be readily apparent or seen uh, in a public way, such as the ability to speak or to sing or to whatever. A lot of people's talents are in... Uh, their their belief, their faith, their humility, uh, their sacrifice. Their, uh, anyway, all I'm telling you is some talents are seen, some are not. Uh, just because they're not seen or readily apparent uh, to the world, that doesn't make them any less valuable in the fight for liberty or less valuable in service to their God. Okay, some people are just kind, gentle people. Some people have the ability to serve for day in and day out their fellow men. And they're God. And you may not even know they're doing it. Some may donate money. Some may, everybody has their role and their talents. And so I don't think that comparing talents or, or highlighting the efforts of people in different ways is valuable either. Um, we're not in a competition, ladies and gentlemen. What we are after uh, is this sacred cause. Okay. And, and so, look, Richard Mack went to the Supreme Court and won. I didn't do anything like that. But the person who keeps the commandments of God and serves their fellow men in quiet ways and does secret acts, random acts of kindness, you know what? Their efforts in the sacred cause of liberty are just as valuable as another. And I compare it to the body of Christ. You know, we don't say, hey, ear, we have no need of thee. Or, hey, leg, we have no need of thee. Even though, you know, the pretty face of a woman might get the focus. Okay, We need to understand that it's all things working to get together uh, in Christ that makes this effort worthy chris yeah and then kathy smith uh she's kind of your boss i guess um, i mean she had the financial resources to launch loving liberty radio network that's her talent you know financial we we, we certainly appreciate the financial talents that we uh, that come our way we don't have a lot of them but what we have we appreciate so we can all do our part we can all read do a little and that's a, a big thing that uh Ezra Top Benson encouraged uh, members of, of the Christian community to do. We can do a little research, you know, in our own spare time. We may not be able to dive deep like Sam does or like some of the other hosts on the uh, Loving Liberty Radio Network do, but we can do a little research. We can have conversations with um, our coworkers at work, with members of our family, with our neighbors at church. We can certainly do that. But whatever, however many talents we've been given, uh, the last thing we want to do is bury those. We, we need to put them uh, to work to advance the kingdom of God in whatever ways we feel we can. And we can always do a little more, and that's fine. So, But, you know, don't overwhelm ourselves because we do have to, you know, first and foremost is our families, taking care of them, providing for them. So that's what we need to do. And if we do, uh, we will get a great reward. I'm going to be the first one to say sometimes when it comes to our talents, it's hard to highlight our talents. How do we highlight our talents without getting braggadocious? Uh, how do we highlight our talents without drawing attention to ourselves? Uh, and especially when it comes to, say, a talent of, of say, a talk radio host. <laughs> you know, how does a guy like me not bring attention to himself, right? Uh, so, you know, there's a balance. And I, think, I don't think there's any problem with having attention, uh, depending on what you do with that attention, right? It, it's how we 
handle it? Are we seeking for fame and fortune? What is on our minds and what is in our hearts? And I think that really, the Lord knows, you cannot fool the Lord, ladies and gentlemen, okay? You got to steward your responsibilities and steward your talents uh, in a productive way. And I think if we can truly work on our talents, we can understand God's love and his compassion. Okay, we can dedicate our efforts. And so just, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm just here to tell you, before I come on the radio, I pray to God and say, you know what, let this be your show, Lord. Let this be, let my efforts highlight you and what you do for us. We know you're the author of our liberty. We know you're the, the uh, in, 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 captain of my soul. Uh, and, and so how do I deliver that in a way that's, that's productive, that's, that's clear, that's concise, that doesn't upend my role, my responsibility, uh, and try to eclipse God? How do I understand this, these significant parables? And how do I apply them, apply them in meaningful ways? Okay. Anyway, I go on. But uh, what I'm trying to get across is we have a role. And in our role, we need to make sure that our hearts and our minds are right before God. And I think that's a daily quest, Chris, because you can be fine one day and then let it get to your head or fine another day or uh, not exercise your talents properly and bury them because you're afraid, because you're shy. I'll, I'll reveal something interesting on the radio about me personally. I don't know if you know, but I'm an introvert. Did you get that? What? I know it sounds... <laughs> I, uh, no, I, I truly believe that for a minute. Yeah, I am absolutely an introvert. And those who know me best know this is an absolute fact. Okay, an introvert or an extrovert, by the way, isn't dependent on whether you can get up in front of people or entertain or whether you can be the center of attention or any of those things. Um, a lot of people believe that's what it is. If you're introvert, you're shy, you don't want to talk to people. If you're extroverted, you're just all over the, uh, you know, you go ham all over the place and you're the center of attention. And that's not really what an introvert or an extrovert is, according to the experts. An introvert or an extrovert has to do with when you're with a bunch of people, when you're with a group of people, and you spend several hours with them. At the end of the time, are you energized or are you depleted? And if you're energized by that and you want more of it, then you're an extrovert. If you are not energized but drained by it, then you are an introvert. Now, let's be clear. Just because you're drained by it, that doesn't mean that you didn't enjoy it. That doesn't mean that you hate people. I don't hate people at all. Uh, in fact, I love people and I love my interactions with people. Okay, but I do get drained by it, though. I need some alone time. I need some downtime. I need some time in my mind and in my heart to, to think. So I am truly pretty much a hardcore introvert. I know it doesn't seem like it if I, you know, get on the a stage and speak. I know it doesn't seem like it in, in, when I'm on the radio. I understand all that. But you will find that a lot of people that are public figures or whatever else, a lot of them, believe it or not, uh, people that would surprise you are actually real introverts. Uh, and I bring that up because it's hard for me, and it was hard for me to get on the radio and be the center of attention. It is not my cup of tea um, in the sense that I don't necessarily seek that. I don't enjoy that. At a party, sometimes I end up the center of attention because I go off on something, and before you know it, everybody's looking at me like I'm a nutcase. But um, it's not my intention. I don't really look for the spotlight. I don't thrive on the spotlight. I'm more like, you know what, I hope that I have a message to deliver. Then I want to get the heck out of the way. Um, because I believe that the message is greater than myself. It's, it's, it's a balance. It's, it's tough. Anyway, I bring that up in relation to this nation shall endure because one of the main components of the book also highlights uh, our responsibilities in relation to liberty. Okay? So it's a plea to realize our God-given rights 
but it's also a clarion call to understand our role in her destiny. I want to talk about our roles a little bit more, ladies and gentlemen, with Chris Carlson in seconds. Hang tight, Chris. Stay there. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott says he was misled and is ticked off regarding the police response to the Uvalde school shooting massacre. Abbott telling reporters the information he was given by investigators on Thursday was wrong. He added, people deserve answers. Former President Trump claims Democrats are using the Texas school massacre for their political advantage. Every time a disturbed or demented person commits such a hideous crime, there's always a grotesque effort by some in our society to use the suffering of others to advance their own extreme political agenda. While addressing the NRA convention in Houston, the former president pressed for more cops at schools and more security measures, including teachers with guns. Thank you for listening. We are USA Radio News. Paid for by GovMint.com. Have you heard? The United States Mint has issued the Morgan Silver Dollar for the first time in 100 years. Not only that, but they are also minted in 99.9% pure silver for the first time ever in history. Coin experts are calling this an amazing opportunity for anyone that knows the enduring popularity of Morgans. But you must hurry. Only 175,000 legal tender silver dollars were issued. These Morgan Silver Dollars are brand new, bright and shiny legal tender coins minted by the iconic Philadelphia Mint. Just call one 800-888-7630 and you're guaranteed a new 99.9% pure silver Morgan dollar. The first time in history this has happened. But with limited quantities you must call now to order. To learn more, call 1-800-888-7630. If you order now you will receive a free collector bonus a $25 value free with every order. Call 1-800-888-7630 now to secure your new Morgan silver dollars before they are gone. That's 1-800-888-7630. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken is backing Finland's bid to join the NATO alliance. Blinken joined by the Finnish Prime Minister on Friday in Washington, D.C. to announce the United States' support for both Finland and Sweden joining NATO. He praised both countries, saying they are committed to NATO's philosophy and that an attack on one is an attack on all. Comcast has a program to replace worn-out American flags at homes and businesses. When employees notice a tattered flag while they're making their rounds, they'll offer to replace it for free. The flag replacement program is good for all residents, businesses, and nonprofits, regardless of whether they're a Comcast customer. It's led by employees who take part in the cable and Internet Providers Veterans Network Employee Resource Group. All flags that are taken down are retired in accordance with military protocols. You're listening to USA Radio News. Ladies and gentlemen, um, we've got 
to talk about our talents. We've got to talk about our responsibility, our sacred duty is what I would call it, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about this incredible book review, This Nation Shall Endure, and the details uh, and the principles highlighted in this incredible book written by Ezra Taft Benson. Okay, you know what? We have a role in preserving the greatest country on the face of the earth, and his book is an appeal to our involvement, our understanding of our role, and This Nation Shall Endure is a clarion call. I believe Christians under Christ who have faith in Christ, who have faith in our founding fathers and in the principles of liberty. I believe we can preserve this nation. And even though I know it looks dark, it looks dismal, it looks like the enemies of liberty have have already got it all wrapped up and the fat lady's sung and all those things, I don't believe it. I reject it. I don't preach negativity for the greatest country on the face of the earth. I preach that it's a blessed nation. That, yeah, we've got our troubles, I get it. And we've got black spots in the nation, I get it. But I also understand that we await our Savior, Jesus Christ. And in that, my job, in part, is to prepare the people, Chris. Yes. And we, we can't prepare the people politically. We need to prepare them spiritually. And then the political will follow. And that's one of the great emphasis of this book. Can I read that quote for you? Please. So Ezra Tab Benson, he says this in his book, Our Nation Shall Endure. He says, our problems today are essentially problems of the spirit. The solution is personal and national reformation. And you've often said that, you know, you're not for revolution, you're for uh, restoration, which is basically the same word as reformation. In short, it is to bring to bring our national character ahead of our technology and our material advances. Repentance is the sovereign remedy to our problems. Amen, brother, that we, we have to repent. And I know that sounds kooky and that sounds old school, but we need some good old-fashioned religion and good old-fashioned repentance in this country. And when you tell people that, they look at you like you're weird because that's not new age. That's not modern. You know, that's something, a, a, a throwback from a bygone era. But you know what? <laughs> I, I like bygone eras, eras. I'm old school in that sense. I'm old-fashioned. We need to go back to our old-fashioned ways, to our heritage, to our roots that our founding fathers established for us, and we need some good old-fashioned repentance. But before we can repent, we need to come to the realization that the solutions are right before us. The Constitution is government for dummies. Have you ever read read those books like uh, Beekeeping for Dummies or um, Rocketry for Dummies? Well, the Constitution is government for dummies, and even our politicians, as dumb as they come across, and they're not dumb, they're just crooked and compromised, you know, they can open up the Constitution, and if I can understand it, Sam, certainly these Harvard and uh, Columbia and Yale-educated politicians can figure it out. They're a lot smarter than I am, but it's it's not a matter of intellect. If it was a matter of intellect, we, we would be fine, because we've got a lot of we're very well educated, but unfortunately compromised individuals running our government. It, it is a matter of the spirit. And um, one of the themes that he talks about, and, and I think is, a, is a, an epidemic in our country, is idleness, Sam. Do you want to talk about idleness? I think it's a plague of our society, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know what? God's given us blessings in modern technologies, and as a result, you know what? Our slaving, our laboring all day just to make ends meet, just to keep food on the table, uh, just to keep our houses lit, making candles and whatever. 
uh, just to keep clothes clean, just to keep uh, sanitary conditions in place. Just uh, Modern technology has really changed the game on that. And it's freed up our time uh, in many, 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 many ways, ladies and gentlemen, to do all kind of things. But what we do with it is squander our time. We endlessly scroll on social media and compare ourselves uh, to everybody else. We endlessly spend time on things that are just a waste of time. The arguing and the uh, the complacency and the apathy and the, the things in America. You know, we double down on that stuff, ladies and gentlemen, and squander our time when we could use it to serve our God and our fellow men, which is really part of the clarion yeah. call uh, in This Nation Shall Endure, Chris. Yeah, he talks about idleness, and that's something that has come about by our modern-day conveniences, especially among our young people who feel entitled to food, clothing, and shelter from their parents. And even when they're of age, of 18, or they're supposed to start you know, be pulling their own weight through life, they feel this entitlement. I see it all the time. I see kids living in their parents' basement. I see kids just all day long on their cell phones, texting, Instagram, uh, Facebook, whatever. And I say, are these are these kids really happy? No, they're idling their time away. They're frittering the opportunity that the Lord, the precious and limited opportunity of life, because we're only given a certain amount. I mean, if we're lucky, we'll get 100 years, but most people don't even get that much. And every second, in my opinion, Sam, is precious, and they're frittering it away on social media. And it breaks my heart to see that. There's so many more more constructive things that they could be doing and I think about the effort that you and I put into our shows, and there, there are millions of people in this country that could benefit from, from listening to a show like this. Uh, but they would rather listen to Sean Hannity because he's more – I don't mean to, you know, to isolate people, but, you know, they, they would rather listen to something that is more sensationalized and more mainstream. It, I think that's part like of it. I think part love the entertainment, part love the production value. We don't have near the production value of some of these other hosts. And it's not because we don't have the ability or the talents. It's because we don't think that it's worthy of our time. Okay, I could make this show whiz, bang, soundbite, full of entertainment, whatever. The problem is when you do that, if you're not very careful, you miss these longer topic discussions that actually are beyond surfacy, that really drill into what makes something tick, which really drill into, uh, for example, the understanding of our founding fathers, bringing forward that understanding, that legacy, that okay, really spending the time to invite the spirit of Christ to testify uh, of the words we speak, etc. Um, this takes time, and it, does, it doesn't happen in a whiz-bang entertainment section. It happens in truly sparing, spending our time on these things. Well, I bring this up because, look, that's part of the reason. The other bigger reason, I believe, though, is, look, when Sam Bushman starts a radio show, nobody's listening. Because they don't even know who Sam Bushman is. And there's no promotion of Sam Bushman at all or Liberty Roundtable Live. And so I have to build up this audience over a 20-year, 20, 25-year, whatever period of time, very slowly but surely, patiently, methodically, um, by hand. Whereas the second Sean Hannity jumps on the radio or Rush Limbaugh jumps on the radio, literally they get big promotion from big money. You launch a new host today, uh, Jen Psaki, for example, on MSNBC. She's leaving the White House, going straight as a revolving door to MSNBC. Look, she's going to be launched and promoted on hundreds of stations and TV stations. And you know what? Her stint in government before the revolving door set her up to be a household name. See, uh, there's a big difference. And most people only listen to what they have access to, what they know about, and what's easy to get, right? Uh, and as a result, it's not the same. But understand, ladies and gentlemen, that our problems today, 
and this is something that I don't believe any of these other big hosts will tell you. But Ezra Tab Benson will in his book, This Nation Shall Endure, and we'll bring it forward and highlight it. Sam Bushman and Chris Carlson. Our problems today are central, are essentially problems of the spirit. The solution is personal and national reformation. In short, it is to bring our national character and that of our technological uh, material advances. We've got to have our spiritual ahead of all that. Repentance is the sovereign remedy to our problems. Think about that. Repentance yeah. is the sovereign remedy to our problems. Those words have power. Not only do they ring true, but they provide solutions. Just imagine if some of these big hosts were to highlight that. The sovereign solution or remedy is repentance in the people to the problems yeah, we face. Sound it, it sounds kooky saying that, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, you're one Not of those to me, baby. weirdos. Not to me either. No, sir. Yeah. <laughs> we need that. And I need that because, you know, I could be more engaged on a day-to-day -day basis. But I, fortunately, Sam, I have the opportunity to come in contact with quite a few people in the course of my day, and, and they're, for the most part, uh, friends of mine because they're customers that I've gotten to know sometimes over the last 25, 30 years. And we have these discussions, and some of, some of them aren't quite prepared to hear everything that I have to say, but, you know, I, I build bridges where I feel I can build bridges, and um, I promote principles where I, can, or I feel I can promote them. And some, some of my customers are actually Democrats, and that's tough. But, you know, if you try, you can actually build bridges with people that vote for the Democratic Party. Um, it's not easy, but you, you, you build where you can build, and you don't dwell on differences. You, you dwell on similarities and, and, you know, similarities and values and religious principles. So you do what you can do, but you can't be afraid to open your mouth, Sam, and that's the thing. You know, people are just afraid – of being judged as being coos or weirdos or religious fanatics. We can't. We need to call on this nation to repent because short of repentance, uh, this nation is headed for a cliff, and we're going to fall over it soon if we don't uh, watch out. We can pray hard, we can preach civility, and we can teach to the principles that made our nation great. In that, there is no shame. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. 
There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, the shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules. Join the special virtual premiere and Q&A on May 7th. Get your tickets now. Available only at 2000mules.com. 2000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Time flies when you're having fun on the radio, ladies and gentlemen. I got a final tidbit for you. I want to challenge the uh, bureaucrats at all levels because I think they're absolutely ignorant of the proper role of limited constitutional government, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, listen. <laughs> According to Sheriff Max Wynn over Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court, it's one of the greatest Tenth Amendment decisions ever rendered, Okay. It's been out for 25 years now. I don't know if you're aware of that, but it has. It's been rarely used by people because they're ignorant of it. They don't know about it. But we've got to double down and highlight it and insist on it. Okay? Look, there are dual sovereigns in America. Your general or federal or national government, whatever word you want to use for it. I like the term general government best. Uh, and it has very limited scope sovereignty. And the limited scope is defined by and articulated through the U.S. Supreme Law of the Land, the Constitution. And it lists what the general government has authority over. They have authority because we delegated that limited authority to them. The document, the Constitution, is the contract. The sections in the U.S. Constitution highlight a further breakdown of responsibility. Hey, President, Executive Branch, here's your delegated authority and responsibilities there too they're listed laid out very clear and concise congress lawmaking body same for you your responsibilities are articulated we delegated to them and we defined them for you very clearly hey courts executive uh, i'm sorry judicial branch same for you we've given you guidelines and direction and here's the clear laid out responsibilities you have in the contract so we said all this is what you can do and anything we forgot by the way you can't do go look at the 10th amendment to validate my point. Okay, all the rest is off the table. So not only do you have very limited scope, general government, but we've also further broken down your limited scope into three branches. Got it? Good. Everything else is left to the states and to the people, respectively. Very broad powers and authority. Well, when the federal government gets belligerent and acts outside of their scope, it literally means they have violated the contract, okay? That's unacceptable in America, as you know. We need to hold them responsible. The states should do it. But the people should do it as well, saying, wait a minute, hold on now. We never delegated that authority to you. Therefore, you do not have authority. The power lies with the people because our greater numbers could insist and demand. Uh, we have a democratic capability in our republic. It's not a democracy because we have it tempered by these checks and balances, by these separations of powers, vertically and horizontally, by these jurisdictional boundaries we've set forth in the contracts, right? 
Every state has a state constitution, which is a contract with the state. The general government has a constitution, which is the general contract. We've delegated authority uh, intentionally, and we've broken down and divided this authority to limit the reach, the scope, and we've done so by jurisdictional boundary and by responsibility. Right now, I, I set that whole stage to tell you about this article that I just saw. <sighs> and here's what it says. The Supreme Court denied a petition from 10 Republican-led states on Thursday requesting the courts to block a key Biden administration's climate policy. The decision by the court that rejects this ensures that they say President Joe Biden, but I don't really think he's the president, but that's a whole other topic, right? That his agenda will go forward. All right? So here's what the... Here's what Joe promoted. The states rejected it, tried to push back. They went to court. The states lost. Joe won. And it ensures that the administration's climate policy ensures that Joe Biden's so-called social cost of carbon policy, okay, which assigns an estimated dollar value and or cost to every ton of carbon emissions, according to the Government Accountability Office, that it can remain in place and be used for future or future federal permitting processes. Now, that was a mouthful, but do you understand what I said? Look, Joe threw literally executive fiat said, hey, we're going to create a cost, dollars and repercussion costs, that we're going to tie to every single emissions. And we're going to eventually back that into the private sector and force everybody to come on record documenting the emissions and the cost and the uh, be accountable for that. And we're going to force that to be on the states. So the states went to the court, and the court basically rejected they denied the petition. They rejected the statement by these states saying this is wrong, this is overreach, this is out of control by Joe. The high court rejected the state's April 27th petition without giving a reasoning and or without even listing which justices opposed it. That's according to a one-page filing Um, I guess published on the Supreme Court's docket. Now, do you understand that? The 10 states, led by Republican Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, had argued that this was executive overreach and required congressional approval in their lawsuit. Joe Biden is bypassing our elected representatives, the 10 states claim. Now, I believe that's factual. I believe this is a serious problem. 
Now, the problem with this whole thing is the way the states are going about it. Ladies and gentlemen, the courts are in bed with Joe. You got that? You read me loud and clear? The courts, the executive branch, so the judicial, the executive, and the legislative branch are all in cahoots at the general level to force this down your throat. Congress says nothing, does nothing, passes nothing. They're sidelined while Joe and unconstitutional government agencies by fiat force this agenda down the throats of the states. The court doesn't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole because it's too political. And Joe just kind of acts like a stupid man, front man, going, I don't know, but the agencies carry this out under supposed executive authority. Well, the states rioted and went to court to fight it. I appreciate that. But they didn't need to go to court to fight it, ladies and gentlemen. What they needed to simply do is say, not on my watch. We are going to nullify now. Based on Sheriff Mack's decision, there are dual sovereignties, and these people downstream uh, from this fiat are not required to comply. It doesn't flow downstream that way. The general government has no authority in the states in the jurisdictional boundaries, and therefore we're not doing this. We're not going to let the SH whatever roll downhill. We're not doing that. That isn't the way it works. We have dual sovereignties in America. The states do not work for the general government. The general government has never been given any de- uh, delegated authority over this. Congress has not acted, and therefore it is a nothing burger. It's DOA. But the states don't want to take responsibility. They don't want to force a rollback of the general. So they go to court hoping that somebody else will decide this for them. Well, they're sadly mistaken when you go to the general government the general government's going to say, well, we don't want to double down against the executive branch. We don't want to be the court that takes the heat. Congress should have done this, but we're going to. And so Congress not only sidesteps it, rejects it, but they do so very vaguely. All right. The high court rejected the state's petition without giving a reason for it and or without even telling you. Which justices voted for or against rejecting it? This is the problem that we're facing. So I would encourage the 10 states to get a little bit of mojo and to reject it and say, look, I appreciate that the courts won't touch it. Shame on the courts. Congress won't touch it. Shame on Congress. The executive branch creates deniability and pretends that it has nothing to do with it while these agencies roll forward as judge, jury, and executioner and create unconstitutional, unfunded mandates across the nation. But just as Richard Mack fought back and said, no, the states should do the same. We don't need to go to court. We already have these decisions in place. What we need now is for states to nullify. And you would say, well, Sam, states can't nullify because they're on the government dole. And you're right. That's a serious problem indeed. So we've got to get the states off the dole. So then they have the mojo and the political will to reject the lack of authority on the general government's part and stand up and say, not on my watch, not in my state, not in my jurisdiction, not happening here. As Richard Mack did 25 years ago and won. As we ought do now. The only remedy left peacefully is to nullify now. The courts have chosen to not act. The Congress has chosen to not act. Uh, We must act jurisdictionally. 
We must nullify it now. The remedy is to nullify now. Right? Why don't we do it? When will a state get the gumption? Right? Nullify now. I submit to you that's the rightful remedy. All right? So I'm going to write my headline now. Sam calls for the rightful remedy. Nullify now. Right? Sam, uh, Sam, quote, nullification is the rightful remedy. Nullify now. All right, Sam Colon, nullification is the rightful remedy. Nullify now. That's what I'm saying. And I, who's calling for this like I am? Who told you about the high court rejecting the states? Who told you about the Supreme Court denying a petition from the states to try to stop this climate change wacko stuff going down? Nobody. Who's not only providing you what happened, but highlighting the solution? Nobody but Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen. We're not trying to take credit, but this is why the new media is taking center stage. This is why we, the American people, need to focus on the new media and focus on the information you get. And then we need to take action. We need to apply tremendous pressure at all levels of government from the most local, highest level of government, your precinct slash county, to the lowest level of government, Washington District of Criminals. And we need to apply pressure at every level in every jurisdiction. And the pressure we need to apply, ladies and gentlemen, is this. Nullification is the rightful remedy. Nullify now. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Hopefully it was two hours of hard-hitting, educational, informative talk radio. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net, BrighteonRadio.com. Spread the word, share the love. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.